God, I feel like hell tonight. Tears of rage I cannot hide. I'll be the last to help you understand. Are you strong enough to be my man? All right. It is Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino, right here on News 95.7. And I'm not responsible for the music choice. I want to let that be known right out of the gate, Clinton. Well, you know what? Everybody has a job. That's true. And you know what? You get to pick the music Monday to Friday. I don't know. I think probably Katie gets a little bit of the decision-making power. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I'm sure she likes having power as well, but... I assume you, you know, as the host and I guess executive producer of the show currently, yeah. uh, you get a little bit of the, you know, insight to the music. And uh, this time we actually, we have our producers here as well, but I also like the control. I don't know. It's, do you want to give them a shout out? It's, 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 it's a hard give, one. Do you want to give the shout out to uh, the producers here? The production team? Our production team. I mean, there's no better place to be. You know, we're here on the weekend on News 95.7 and, you know, we have a great team here keeping the show going and... You know what? We're in season three of the show. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So you're going to mention any names? Yes, we have our our producers here. We have Jonathan Snow and our co-producer here, Bethany Diamond, which we didn't give her a shout out last time because maybe she was a bit shy. But now this time we're live on the air. Why not? All right. So we are live in the air on News 95.7. For those who don't know exactly what you do and where we're at in this cool location right here in what is this, George Street? We're in George Street. We're in yeah. downtown Halifax, and you're listening to us live here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been a mortgage broker for 15 years, and we have an office over in Dartmouth, and we've just recently opened, and we're actually building a brand new location here in downtown Halifax. And, you know, we're really going the opposite of what everyone's doing. A lot of people are working at home and, you know, maybe not investing in offices and all these things. And, you know, we're, I think we're really bucking the trend. Now, it's not against safety because, you know, I think safety is so, so important. And we don't have customers coming in right now. But, uh, you know, we're really believing in brick and mortar. And I think that mortgage lending is super important. It's one of the biggest transactions of people's lives. I think buying a, a house is, you know, part of the Canadian dream. Yeah. And we're part of the process here in Halifax. And we help clients, Atlantic, uh, you know, all across Atlantic Canada and really across this country. Yeah, and you're really showing a, a jolt of confidence into the into the, the the economy here in downtown Halifax, right? Because as you mentioned, the trend for some is out of the downtown, but you believe in the downtown. You live here, and uh, it's it's a jolt of confidence, right? I certainly do believe, and you know what? I continue to believe, and you know I will invest my time and my money in this location. And, you know, I'm still going to be in Dartmouth. Dartmouth is really my baby. I've been in Dartmouth for almost 15 years. And I'm going to continue being there. But this is really the next step in our evolution. I'm super excited about it. And, you know, people are going to come back downtown. Okay, so there's all kinds of things that we can talk about. Uh, I guess, first off, the, the, the being a mortgage broker. And, again, we're, this is elementary to some, the, we're a rehash, if you will, but the, we have new listeners all the time. Mm-hmm. So what is the fundamental advantage to a mortgage broker over a traditional bank, mortgage, whatever the term would be? Yeah, maybe like a bank employee, whether yeah. you're you know, uh, an advisor or maybe you're a mobile mortgage specialist. I think the big difference is that we have access to about 40 different lenders, and we're really biased to the consumer, not the lender. 
where oftentimes if you're dealing with a specific bank, you're just able to get the products that they offer. And everybody's situation is different. And that's why we're really able to look at income, assets, and credit and just figure out what the best solution is for the consumer. And, um, you know, hopefully we're able to put them in a great, you know, solution. And I think that we're really relationship-based. And I think at one time the banks used to be relationship Mm -hmm. lenders. But I don't think they're in the relationship business anymore because there's a lot of turnover in the branches. And I can tell you there's a lot of branches that are either closed or reduced hours. I can tell you even now with this, this uh, what's going on with COVID here in Halifax, that um, certainly they have reduced hours. And luckily, we're still here. We're still answering the phone. And we're still doing transactions every day. How often do you think, if, do you have a client in front of you, whatever, an individual couple, whatever it might be, and you think to yourself, if I were beholden to one lender here, the bank that I was working for, this would not work. But because I have the diversity of lenders, I'm going to be able to pull this off. I literally see it every day. Every single day. Every day. day. And you know what? We email the realtor after every mortgage funds, whether the realtor referred us to client or not, because we really want to build those relationships. And I think it's so, so important. And, you know, I email the realtor and sometimes I'll, you know, I'll give a little bit of my two cents worth of like how the transaction went, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes I say to the realtor, I'm not sure if this would have happened anywhere else because no one would have put this much effort into the file. I look at these files and it's if it's me doing it or if it's someone else on our team, I look at the file and I look and I see how complex it is. And sometimes there's 50 files in the, or 50 documents in the file. Yeah. And um, not everyone maybe would do that much due diligence. And I also don't know if every lender would put that much effort into it uh, to really see it to fruition, see it to funding, seeing to to the closing date. Yeah. But we're motivated. And um, I can tell you, we're doing a lot of transactions. Last year here in our office, we did 680 transactions. And this year we're pacing for over 800 transactions. So, you know, what, we're certainly seeing a lift in the amount of transactions that are happening. And I think a little bit of that is obviously due to the real estate market. Um, You know, there's more demand in the market currently than there is supply. So obviously that's something. But that's increasing the price. I'm not 100% convinced it's really increasing the amount of transactions. Because there's only so much inventory out there for people to buy. Um, The one thing I think that's really positively impacting our business here is answering the phone. No one answers the phone anymore. And we live answer every call that we possibly can. We have three really great um, people that answer the phone here every day. And I think it's so helpful because sometimes you just have a quick question. You don't get a quick answer or an experienced answer from a call center. Or, you know, if you call most banks, you have to go through an automated attendant. And who wants to hit seven and five and then three? And then you have to put in your, your debit card number. And then you're getting someone on the other end of the phone that is trying to deal with many different questions and products. Here, we're only doing mortgage lending all day, every day. Are you concerned at all about, you talked about the hot market, and, and this is going on across the country, mm-hmm. Toronto, everywhere. It's every not market. just here. It's not, it's just, not here. just here. And some have used the term bubble, whatever you want to use. Are you concerned at all about the market in Halifax and its sustainability? I'm not concerned about the units balancing out because you know what there will be more supply that comes online that's just reality Mm -hmm. markets will always balance themselves what i am concerned about is some people think the price is going to continue going up and up i'm not sure it's going to i think our real estate was likely underpriced at one time and now i think we've kind of leveled up 
do I think that prices are going to continue increasing indefinitely? No, because I don't think that we're going to be Toronto. I don't think that we're going to be Vancouver. But I think that likely our real estate was undervalued for a long time. And we've never seen a boom here in Halifax. And I've said this before. Yeah. You know, we've had very steady growth for years. Like 30 years, we've had steady growth of like 1%, 2 3%. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to see some of these double-digit growths. And, you know, I think one of the reasons is we have a great quality of life here. It's very safe. We're, we may be having a current spike right now, and that's going to balance itself out. But overall, we've done very well. And our economy is not tied into oil and gas. I can tell you it's a tough time in Alberta, and it's a tough time in Newfoundland. And luckily in Nova Scotia, we have our little microeconomy here. And although we've really been closed down to the rest of Atlantic Canada and really the rest of the country, we've done quite well over the last 12 months. Yeah, and lots of government employees here in, here in HRM. Of course, you get the provincial capital. You've got all the uh, military. Uh, on and on it goes. And that, again, that just creates... You must have a lot of military clients, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, we do. And I I, I think about 30% of our clients are military I think there's 30 percent. That's a lot. eh? Yeah. And and it may not be like both borrowers are military, but yeah. maybe one out of the two are military. Yeah. But we certainly see a lot of military clients. And I think it's because where we are positioned in the city, you know, we have our office over on Wise Road, which obviously is very close to Shearwater. Yeah. And now we have our office downtown, which is very close to the dockyard. And many people who even work at the dockyard work in or live in Dartmouth and they're crossing the bridge. They're driving by one of our offices. I think it's a convenience and I think that, you know, we're, we're really here to help. And if we're doing a lot of military-type transactions, we're familiar with the needs that military members have. We understand you might get posted. Yeah. We want to make sure you're going to be protected, that if you do sell your house, that you're either going to have a very low penalty or no penalty if you do sell. And we deal with a lot of military programs. And there is one of the big banks out there, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, that has an alliance with the military. And I think some members think that that's the only lender that has programs for military. But there's uh, there's lots of other options out there. What do you want to talk about in the next segment? You know what? I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the housing market and we're going to talk about rates. You know, lots of hot questions about the rates and, you know, what's better, a variable or fixed today. And I think that's ever changing. So awesome for that awesome stuff we'll be right back it's mortgage 101 your guide to home ownership with clinton wilkins and myself todd vino here in news 95.7 we'll be right back we are back on news 95.7 it's mortgage 101 your guide to home ownership with clinton wilkins and myself todd vino I have to say, this sounds like a song you'd play during uh, your normal work week on News 95.7. I, I do I do play it. I've when, heard, I think when, I've heard you play this one before. Yeah, when sitting in for, for Rick. Absolutely. That's that's cool. you got to like it, right? Yeah. Come on, it kicks. I think it does kick. And you know yeah. what? I like Foreigner. You know, I really like all of these, like, I, I'm going to say it's an 80s band. Yeah. You know the song's called, no, it's their 70s band. Oh, the 70s? Okay. Yeah. You know the song's called Dirty White Boy, and... Uh, do you know what the subject matter is about? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's probably like something like that's very 70s inspired. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave okay. it at that. It's a family show. It is a family show, and I yeah. thank everybody for tuning in. Yep, absolutely. And it's Saturday. And Sunday. And Sunday. At the same time. You know what? It's Saturday and Sunday, and uh, you're listening to us here live on News 95.7. And uh, you know what? really thank you for tuning in. No, we're not live. Well, you know, we pre-recorded this. Let's you're not you're try and... listening to us live. Yeah. I think that's really what If you're matters. listening right now, you're alive. 
you are alive, and you can also stream us on the News 95.7 website. Yeah. Why do you enjoy doing this so much, these podcasts? Because you really, you and I have been, I don't know how many shows we've done now collectively, Facebook live streams. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, we've done a lot of We've this. done a lot of shows, yeah. So obviously you, 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 you see the value in it, but, but you enjoy it as well because I think you truly enjoy helping and educate people beyond the business component to it, right? You know what? I could enjoy my weekends and I could just, you know, not do this. But here's the thing. I think education is so important. And I think this is such a great medium to get the word out. And, you know, what? we can talk about really relevant issues around, you know, mortgage lending, around real estate, around the market. And, you know, that's really important to people. And I think this is a very unique show that we do. And I don't think this show really happens anywhere else. I don't know any other market, at least across our country and maybe even the U.S., that does a show around mortgage lending. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them. And a lot of shows. (laughs) A show every every month. So, you know what? Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to tune in on the weekend. And I know that... Um, the radio is maybe not live on the weekend like it once was on yeah. News 95.7. Yeah. And I think that we have a lot of people who are now tuning in to listen to our show, yeah. which I think is really cool. Yeah, for sure. All right. So some one thing that when people think mortgage is one of the, one of the first things people think of is rate. And, and probably that's a good thing, but it's also it's not the be-all and end-all. There's a, but some people doing the drive-by shopping for a, a mortgage – would go, what's the lowest rate? That's where I'm buying. Mm-hmm. And that's got value, but that's there's much more to it than that. And, some, and sometimes the lowest rate isn't the best rate, Todd. And I yeah. think that's sometimes what people get wrapped up in. And you know what? I'm all about being competitive. I really do believe that this is a very competitive industry. And sometimes the lowest rate is really what sells. But is it always the best rate? And I'm not convinced, and I work in the industry. And I can tell you that sometimes we hear from consumers that there may be some lower rate offers out there. And uh, one consumer told me that customer service or their experience or the advice that I'm giving is not mutually exclusive to the very best rate that they can get. So I told the consumer, I'm like, okay, your expectation and the reality are just so far apart which it really is. You know, I think people really need to understand that what we do is obviously very, very important in the economy. And it's very, very important for people for home ownership. And it's very, very important to continue transactions moving along. And I'm saying that I'm not saying that we're the be all and end all. I'm not. But I do feel that we do a lot of transactions. And I think then we're really able to give that advice. But we're also really able to give a very aggressive price. And I think 99% of the time, we are one of the lowest, if not the lowest, in terms of price point. But it's just not all about price. Okay, so obviously most times you'll want to give somebody the lowest rate. Yeah. People, that resonates with people. You can pay $490 biweekly or $520 biweekly. Right. So you, but, but there are times the 520 is a better option. Why? I will tell you why. Yeah. One may be the turnaround time. Yeah. You know, I've heard sometimes there's some no frill len- for no frills lenders that take a very long time for you to get approved and then get funded. Mm-hmm. That is not advantageous when you're in a market like you are here in Nova Scotia. Right. 
it, things happen quickly. And the quicker things move, the more complex it is. And we want to make sure you're protected and we want to make sure that we're funding on time. So that's one reason. The second reason is sometimes the lower rate products mean that you're in a no frills product. And that no frills product could be very restrictive. So if you want to break the mortgage early, you could pay a much larger penalty to get out. Yep. And at the end of the day, that could cost you a lot more money than maybe having a slightly lower interest rate. And oftentimes we're not talking about, you know, 1% lower. Who's selling these no frills mortgages? A lot of lenders, including the big banks. Yeah. And you know what? I don't agree with it. I would rather a client pay 0 0.05 or 0.1 more in a rate. We're talking like a couple bucks a month. So they're no frills. They can do that because they don't provide the customer service. It may not be the customer service. Yeah. It may not be the prepayment privilege. It may not be portability. Right. You may not be able to break the mortgage early unless you have a bona fide right. so arms length So they're getting their money somewhere out of these. Out of they're the getting money. paid on that term yeah. until the term is up. Right. When the term's up, again, you're a free agent. And, um, you know, I think it's buyer beware. I would much rather lose the client to another lender than give a client a no-frills mortgage. Personally. Is that right? You yeah. don't sell them, period? You know what? I would say we probably sell a handful a year. And I don't think we sell anything, Todd. But we probably provide a mortgage that yeah. is one of these no-frills. Maybe like, I'm talking like five out of the 680 transactions we did last year. It might have even been less than five. And for those clients, they were really super educated about what they were getting. Yeah. And they made a decision that they would rather have a slightly lower rate and give up the flexibility. Yeah. And these are usually not first time home buyers. They're usually people that are taking those funds out for investment purposes. Or maybe, you know, they've been in the house for several years and they know they're not going anywhere. But you know what? Those people, a lot of stuff changes in people's lives. Mm -hmm. People have health issues, loss of business, matrimonial breakdown. You never know what's going to happen in life. And, um, you know, that's why I think having the flexibility is more important than maybe just like a smidge of a better rate. A lower rate doesn't necessarily mean it's a better rate. So again, it's, a, it's about education. You've got, you say you've got a handful. Every one of those people knew you made sure they knew going into that. This is the product. These are the disadvantages. And after that, if they say, look, I feel that, it, that I'm educated. Thanks for that. But I still want it. Then you feel good about that, obviously. And here's the thing. Twice this year, I've seen a client pay a much larger penalty than they needed to pay because they were in one of those products. Your client? They weren't our clients. They were clients that were coming to us after they already had this type of mortgage. Yeah. And you know what? It's a tough pill for us to swallow. I don't always want to break the bad news to people. I want to be the, you know, the, I'm always giving the good news person. But in this business, sometimes I have to like tell people that they can't get a mortgage or that they're going to have a large penalty or whatever. And um, I don't have control over the other lenders. We only know the type of product that we give and we only know the lenders that we use. So, you know, if you get a mortgage somewhere else and you're breaking it, it's buyer beware. And this is why I think a variable rate is so, so important. You can break it anytime, three months interest. And I'm hearing from clients that some are scared of a variable. I can tell you variable is always better. And historically, clients do better in a variable rate. And I think variable prepares you for the future. 
Wow, that's a catchphrase. You should put that outside of your building. Variable pre- prepares you for the future. What do you think? I think today it's definitely the way. Yeah. When COVID first really happened, Todd, the rates spiked, and then the fixed rates really went to the floor. Clients at that time were getting fixed rates at about 1.5%. Those don't exist today. Yeah. A good fixed rate today is around 2%, 2 and a quarter, something like that. And, um, and uh, yeah, it certainly is not a direction that majority of the clients are going today. Okay. All right, so we've got uh, more to talk about in the next half hour. Anything in particular that you want to give a tease? What do you think? Well, you know, I think there's still lots of clients that are wanting to get pre-approved. And I think we should certainly talk about that. And we can maybe talk about what does the process look like once you have a pre-approval and then you're negotiating for a new property. And uh, once you have the offer, uh, what the process And maybe like. I might derail that too, which I do that sometimes. I mean, right? you do what you want to do. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino on News 95.7. We'll be back. Oh, yes, Michael Bublé. There's some Canadian content right there. And you know what? The last artist was Canadian, too. He was actually a Haligonian. Is that right? And you know what? You know what's weird? Why do you always one-up me? I don't know. Maybe I'm like the one-up person. (laughs) You know what I mean? I had a nice moment there. Anyway. Michael Bublé. This one is Todd's pick, if everyone's curious. It is. It's called Sway. Welcome back to, and I've got a Michael Bublé anecdote quickly, but welcome back to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. Right here on News 95.7, which I'm on seven days this week. I mean, I mean, if I think people are tuning in on Saturday, they know they're tuning in to hear our show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or Sunday. Don't forget about Sunday. I know. You seem to, you seem to discount and Sunday. And Sunday, we're reason. actually on after you probably just heard our friend Nikki Jabor. Absolutely. Weekend Gardener, which is a great show. Yeah. Anyway, Michael Bublé, quick anecdote. Back in my early days in news reading, I was not up really on pop culture at the mm-hmm. time, and I'm not really to this day. And I read an entertainment story, and it was Michael Bublé, and I said, Michael Bubble. And never heard the end of it. So do they call you like Todd Bubble? No, but uh, <laughs> I'm serious. People to this day, if I see them in that market, will say, hey, Michael Bubble, I remember that. What wow. do you think? What, what, Sheer what, incompetence. It was was great that on, on the display. radio? Yes. Okay. I in, said Michael Bubble in my newsread. In New Brunswick or in Halifax? It was in New Brunswick. Okay. Yeah. Sheer incompetence on pure display. I mean... I know, do that every day on the radio. Sometimes we just get it wrong. And you know what? I'm not always right. But I think we learn. We learn from our mistakes. That's true. And, um, you know, it is, what it, it is what it is. And I think that, you know, we're always learning. Yeah. And I think that's what's also cool about mortgage lending and about real estate. Nothing is necessarily the right answer. It's sometimes it's personal opinion or if it's what's happening in the day or there is a bit of emotion that's but, in, listen, but you can do, but you can do the right thing though. We can as o- a lender. And you, we always want to do the right thing, right. but is there always the absolute this is the only way forward? Yeah. No, there's always probably more than one path. I know that, but there are people in the business, in any business where you can put somebody on one path and make X amount of dollars, or you could put them on another path and make that amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. And ethics is important. And I do believe the reason why you and I have, why I, I ha- I'm comfortable with this relationship with you doing this is because I believe you're an ethical person. I know you are. 
and that matters, right? I, and it truly does. And I that, that really, serves really you well over the years. That's 15 years of this, right? Yeah. And honestly, there's clients that we declined or we chose not to do the transaction or we weren't able to do the transaction 15 years ago that are coming back now. And there's clients that maybe even chose that they weren't going to come with us for whatever reason. Maybe it wasn't the right fit at the time. And they call us and they said, you know what? We made the wrong choice. We should have went with you guys. We know that it was you guys were the better choice, but, you know, for whatever pressure or the misinformation that they got, they decided to get, they went, they went another direction yeah. and they were regretful, but they're like, you know what, next time we're coming with you. And you know what? That feels good. You know, I think that we try to give the best advice to everyone. And I think that we really do have a vested interest in the success of our customers because we're in the relationship business. I'm not even sure that I really do mortgage lending anymore. I think I do education and I think I do awareness. And, you know, I think that's more important than, the dollars and the cents. Yeah. yeah. And I think the dollars and the cents always come, no matter what type of business you have, if you're providing value to the consumer. And that's what really what we focus on. Do you ever uh I don't want to say report somebody or do you ever see anything that's that's clearly incompetent in the business than when you come have people come across your desk? And if if is, we, is there a way to deal with that through channels, through if we're talking about the F word, we'll call it the F word yeah. in this instance. Yeah. Um, you know, we really refer to it as like misrepresentation and it could be misrepresentation for a variety of different reasons. And sometimes, you know, we refer to it as fraud for shelter and sometimes it's fraud for profit. And I think we have a very low, uh, you know, instances of fraud here in, in Halifax and across Atlantic Canada down the South Shore. I think we have very low numbers of fraud, but it still happens and I think the more and more transactions that we have and the hotter and the hotter that the market gets, and really the, as the prices increase, you know, we've seen more fraud. And uh, usually we're the ones picking it up. We pick it up before the lender or the mortgage insurer. We pick it up because, you know, the, the reason that we do is because we're doing so many transactions and we know what's right, wrong, and different. Mm -hmm. And here's an example. You know, you know, sometimes it's very innocent misrepresentations i.e., I'm buying this property as owner-occupied, but it's actually going to be a rental. Right. Or I'm buying this property as a rental, and it's actually going to be owner-occupied. Obviously, that makes a difference. And maybe you just want a lower rate, or maybe you wouldn't qualify the other way. And, you know, there's 50 shades of gray in mortgage lending, but uh, there's certainly some very blatant misrepresentation, and sometimes that really even comes down to the documents that we get. And, you know, we're really experts at looking at these documents. And we are the safeguard, really, for a part of this Canadian banking system, which is very, very regulated. Mm -hmm. And we want to ensure that the lenders are protected, but we also want to ensure the consumer is protected. We want to make sure the consumer is not going to get in and over their head because that's not good for anyone. And it's certainly not good for the customer at the end of the day. As much as they may want it, we need to also make sure that they can afford it and that they can afford it based on things like the stress test. I mean, they can afford it over the long run. It's not just about getting in the house and it's everything's going to work out magically. I would think that uh, with the prices skyrocketing the, the way that they are, I know it's 5% for a first time home buyer. Mm -hmm. And, but it must be becoming increasingly difficult for people to scrape together closing costs and 5%. Are you seeing People who would qualify but just can't pull together that. that yeah, I would payment. say 
there's lots of times that we can get people pre-approved, but the biggest hurdle is the down payment and closing costs. And, you know, there are solutions. There's borrowed down payment and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges are really qualifying for enough mortgage to buy the house you want. Uh, you know, I heard a stat the other day that the average house price in HRM is above $400,000. So, you know, if you're trying to do a pre-approval for a purchase of two hundred dollars or two fifty, dollars you best be looking out in the countryside because you're not going to find anything otherwise. Yeah. And we would really be maybe getting your hopes up with a pre-approval when you can't even find something to buy. And that's where it's very challenging right now. I think we're in a little bit of a situation for some first-time home buyers that it may be a buy now or buy never because as the price increases, it's going to become less and less um, you know, achievable for some of them. How much would just roughly a $400,000 mortgage bi-weekly payment be on that? Can you do some math in your head? I would say probably with property taxes, you're talking about a couple grand a month in terms of like what the payments yeah, would look like. Yeah, two grand a month. Yeah. What type of income would somebody need to to, to qualify? And now for I that? now I get it that there's for, debt and other things that come into play. I will here. tell you what the rule of thumb is, Todd. Yeah. It's four you can qualify for four times your income. That's kind of the rule of thumb. Oh, is that right? So if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year as a household yeah. income, yeah. you could qualify for a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Right. Yeah. Okay. So generally you're going to have some people because I mean hundred grand you've got a lot of those people working in, in government and the, the sunshine list we know and whatever. Mm-hmm. Or there's two borrowers that two, make two bar, but But generally, I'm thinking you're going to have a couple, two teachers, something it, there's like that. A lot of the transactions that are happening today have two borrowers. Yeah. It's just, it, to the cost of real estate, You know, if you don't have the income to support it, you need a second borrower. That's yeah. just reality. Yeah. I'm also seeing a lot of borrowers coming up with huge down payments which was not the norm a couple years ago. We're seeing clients coming in with very large down payments and putting down even much more than even 20% down. Hmm. Sometimes they're putting 30, 35, How 50% down. How old are these people down. usually? And sometimes they're young people sometimes. Yeah. So I think that there's some family gifts obviously happening. And if someone really wants to get into the housing market and maybe they can afford a certain amount of mortgage, and if you can't afford more, you have no choice but to make up the rest of it in yeah. a down payment. Now, $2,000 seems like a lot of money, but... If you're renting uh, a three-bedroom apartment, you're spending that probably anyway, right? And we are live here from downtown Halifax, and we're actually right over by Queen's Mark, which is a new apartment hotel complex in downtown Halifax. And I saw a poster that a two-bedroom apartment there starts at $3,000. Exactly, exactly. So you know what? To be able to afford even that type of rent... I think certainly it needs to be over six figures in the household to be able to really swing it. Do you have concerns though? And we kind of talked about this earlier in the show, but do you have concerns for the person making sixty, sixty-five thousand dollars a year single? They're out of the market now. I mean, that's and and that's that's a lot of people, and and I don't know. That's a good spot to be. I don't know if it's a good place to be either. And I think the house prices did increase, but I'm not sure that people's income now have increased as much. If anything, some people took a bit of an income hit over the last couple of years because of COVID and economic challenges and such. Um, So I think it's going to be an interesting time. You know, another article that I read, you know, just a couple of weeks ago was that when we're through this COVID winter, we'll call it, 
we are going to be like the roaring 20s yeah. or roaring 30s. You know, It was the 20s. It was the, the depression 20s was in the 30s. That was not a good time. <laughs> so like the roaring 20s. And, uh, you know, that's going to be interesting, I think. Yeah, I don't know that that's... I mean, people say that, but I, I guess what I'm getting at is, is that... I, I do, there was a, for, for a very long time, you could get by on fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, live that dream, as you call it, and get a house if mm. you played, if you did things right, kept your debt low. Low, low debt. Right, decent right. Down and, and, and I just, I think that's, that's a, a, an era that we're losing. And I think that, that I think there's in a Halifax, loss to that. I think in Halifax, it's not possible yeah, it's not anymore. Possible. Yeah. If you want to buy maybe a house in Windsor, or if you want to go to Truro, maybe. But those markets are really booming as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 I don't think it's possible to buy a house for 200 or 250000 There are very few and far between for the ones that, they are, that are available. And I think if you're looking at real estate, even in that price point, it probably needs a lot of work. So unless you work in the industry in terms of construction you're probably biting off more than you can chew unless you have a good amount of cash to be able to really improve that real estate over time. Yeah, and in the next segment, I do want to talk to you about uh, renovations and, and all of that because there's a lot there's a lot of layers to that. Mm-hmm. But lumber prices and material prices, they're going through the roof as well. I've seen exponential growth 70-plus percent in for lumber. I mean, that that is... Hard to bear. That is hard to bear, and I think some builders are not bearing it, to be honest. I think some builders are having a very, very hard time right now. Um, you know, I'm seeing some purchases of new construction turnkey homes getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And I ha- I'm dealing you with... You mean a- the be- from the beginning of them? Yeah, the, the t- yeah. for possession. Right. So we're dealing with a couple situations now that the builder basically has asked the buyer to terminate the agreement. Wow. Because of the cost to complete the home is just in excess of what the um, what they're selling it for. So yeah. they have to basically complete the project at a loss. Yeah. So they said, you know what? We will let you out of the contract, give you your deposit back, and call, call it a day. And, um, you know, it's scary times. And we can talk a little bit about that more on the next segment. Yeah, I want to definitely get more into that. So let's do that. And, and all the complexities of lending for renovations and all that. Sound fair? Sounds great. Excellent. So it is Mortgage 101 with Clinton Wilkins, your guide to home ownership, and myself, Todd Vino, right here on News 95.7. And we'll be back with all of that. I followed her around. I was quite nice. Nova Scotia boy right there. You know what? We're doing a lot of like Nova Scotia, Canadian, Atlantic Canadian theme. And I, you know what? I like it. Yeah, why not, right? This is a Nova Scotia show. Yeah, it is. And you know what? We started the show with uh, a song from a... I think he's kind of like a friend. Who was a- it again? Adam Baldwin. Do you know him? No. So you related to the other Baldwins? I'm... Uh, I, I, Maybe if they're Nova Scotian, but I don't think oh, so. Oh, you know the Baldwins? Yeah. No. Hollywood? He's probably just as like Halifax famous as they are like famous in the rest of the world. <laughs> that makes no sense. I you know. You just said like zero sense. Zero, zero. I tried to you know, pull it together and give you some props, but I'm sorry. And I can't just do it. sorry. It just didn't come together. 
There you go. But uh, the show's coming together. It's Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins, myself, Todd Vino, right here on News 95.7. I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but it's kind of fun. You Maybe think? you say News 95.7 like so many times during the week that now you just have to like spice it up just for yourself. <laughs> sometimes you have to spice it up just for yourself. I would have to agree with that sometimes. I mean, you know, you need to do what you got to do. And uh, really thank everybody for tuning in on the weekend. And, yes. you know, we're here Saturday and Sunday, either 10 a.m. on Saturday or 11 a.m. after the Weekend Gardener with uh, Nikki Jabor. Is it 11 or 12? Because I think your show goes to, is a two-hour show, isn't it? Well, I guess uh, you'll hear us when we hear us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're actually here in downtown Halifax. So uh, yeah, your new digs and new digs. Well, we're in our temporary new digs, and um, this is the first time you've been over here. And you don't love going downtown, even though you live in Halifax. I don't mind it in the evening. In the evening, it's no big deal. It's not a big deal because the parking's free, and I can walk two blocks from my condo down to yeah. uh, our space here at fifty one fifty one George. So yeah. you know, we love being downtown. We're kitty corner to Province House. We're right beside the art gallery. There's really nowhere else that I'd rather be, and I really can't wait for the summer. We are right on the uh, yes, Halifax yeah. Harbor, yeah. so very can exciting. You, can you send like a, a car for me next time? If you want a car, we'll send a car. Is that right? You know what? You are Halley famous. And did you see on Jeopardy the question? It's trending on social media, and for is those this, of you Alex who's Trebek on, dead? on, uh, on uh, Instagram. I thought he was dead. Our producers are laughing in the background, so um, we're not really sure what's so funny, but uh, maybe it's you, Todd. I don't know. Well, he said Jeopardy. He's dead. Anyway. God rest his soul. He's Canadian content, but... What's the your question point? was... Yeah. It was around how, what is a Haligonian? No. You know, people from Halifax. On, it was. On the real Jeopardy? On the real Jeopardy. I don't believe you. It's all good. You don't need to believe. Okay. So we should talk some some business. Let's here. talk about mortgage lending. Let's talk about real estate. Yeah, no, and what we were talking about was develop or, or building and, and renovations and how that ties in with mortgage lending. That's one of the more intricate parts of your business, is it not? Exactly. And more and more people are doing renovations to their homes, their existing homes, than they ever have before, Todd. I think one of the big reasons is, uh, you know, if you're going to sell your home, you need to buy a new home, probably. And the cost of buying a resale property right now is really at all-time highs and you know if you're going to do a new construction home it takes a long time to get a home built so a lot of people are renovating their existing homes and they're using credit facilities like a refinance built to fund to fund it and you can refinance your existing home up to 80 percent of the market value which i think is really interesting and let's say the average house price in halifax is four hundred thousand. Yeah. that means that you can refinance up to 80 percent of that market value if which you've means got the equity yeah, so we can give you a new credit product up to three hundred twenty thousand, yeah. less your existing mortgage and or uh, secured line right. of credit. Right. Okay. So, what about these backyard suites? Are these are you doing any of this business? You know what? We get inquiries on backyard and laneway suites all the time. Typically, the lenders are not really on side with it quite yet. Really? Why? They want. They're okay with secondary suites, but they really want them to be in and attached to the existing unit. So I think they're a lot cool, more cool with maybe doing like an over-under set of flats, maybe a basement apartment side-by-side side is certainly acceptable. I think anytime that there's a second unit that's not attached, that adds a lot of questions, and there's a lot of lenders who don't like that. Yeah, And I think that will change. You know, as you know, the laws change, 
especially with the municipalities. I think lenders are going to catch up. It might take some time, though. So when it comes to establishing how much money you're going to need to do the renovation, you talked about the expenses associated in the previous segment with lumber prices, and not just lumber prices. Everything. Dry Contractor wall, prices, everything. all of that. It's all going through the roof. So sometimes the numbers just won't work, obviously. But how does it work? How do you do? You, you have to have your own resources, and then you get funded after, right? That's how it works. So there's kind of two schools of thought. If you already own the property, uh, the first way is you can refinance up to eighty percent of the as-is value of your home, mm-hmm. and you may have enough equity now, especially with the increased home prices in a Halifax and down the South Shore the property values certainly have increased. So you may have enough equity depending on how much you owe already. So that could be an option. And I mean, really, that's the easiest option. Let's be honest. Refinance up to 80% of the as-is value. The other option is you may want to choose to do the renovations on your own. So that might be unsecured credit. Maybe that's cash. I'm not sure. Uh, Get the renovations done. And then we do a refinance. We can refinance up to 80% of the as-improved value which I think obviously would be much higher, hopefully, if you're doing the right type of renovations. And at that point, we can we can lend you 80% of what that appraisal value comes in at. So that oftentimes is a great solution. And then we can either pay off the debt that you took out to be able to do the renovation, or we can replenish your cash or investments that you used. So the appraisal is key, right? And what are you seeing when it comes to appraisals? Do often people get the number that they're looking for? I'm sure that it varies, right? I would say nine times out of 10 right now, they get the number that they want. And nine out of 10? It's, you yeah. know what? We're having a lot of great, great appraisals come in right now. We're not seeing the values come in low. If anything, we're seeing the values coming in higher than what consumers think their right. home is worth. You know, when we're getting an appraisal and someone's buying a home, not always, you know, not every time that's coming in. I'll tell you why. Sometimes people are buying homes now with an emotional intention versus like a business transaction. Yeah. So when you're paying $100,000, $200,000 over the list price, over the assessment value, sometimes the appraisal value is just not supported because the market hasn't caught up yet. Maybe you're setting that new standard of what the appraisal will come in at. And you know what? That might be challenging because you can only get 80% of the appraised value at a maximum. If you're doing a refi. Yeah. And you're not, you, you've said this before, you don't view real estate in an emotional way. Not No criticism to those who are sentimental, but you think it's good to maintain some barrier there and, mm-hmm. and look at it for eventually what it will be, yeah, an I've, investment. I've right? certainly had some negative feedback, even maybe from some listeners on the air. Uh, you know, I got a message uh, once saying that I use, you know, you use the word housing stock, yeah. like it was just like an arbitrary commodity. And um, I do understand it's people's homes. You know what? I grew up in the same house growing up. My parents had the same home from 1985, and my dad's still there today. Mm. So, you know, it's not that I grew up in even a culture of that it was a commodity. But I'm in a business where it's a commodity. And, you know, some people are emotional about their home, and some people are not. And I think that taking the emotion out oftentimes will better serve you business-wise but when it is an emotional decision, you need to then accept it for yeah. what that is. Yeah. And if the appraisal does come in light, so be it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. If you really want that house and you're going to be in that home for you know the next 25 years, who cares if you pay a little bit more than what the appraisal value is, as long as you have enough skin in the game to cover that shortfall. Right. How do people get a hold of you? 
the first place to check us out is online. You can check us out at teamclinton.ca slash radio. Lots of great information there. We have hundreds of blog posts about a variety of different topics. There's current rates on there and there's contact information. And you can certainly uh, check us out on social media. And there's links to our social media accounts right from the website. So uh, teamclinton.ca slash radio is a great place to start. And this podcast that we're doing right now, you're, we're recording this with your production team. And you use parts of this as well. Tell people quickly. About yeah, that. this is going to be on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. And people are going to be able to listen and see us interacting. And uh, it's all being videotaped, which I think is cool. Yeah. Uh, we have actually live streamed our show before from the studio uh, where this is a podcast format, new for 2021, yeah. you know, in our ever-changing market and media um, we are going to take a little snippets and share that right. with our consumers all month long. Clinton, it's been great as always. Thanks so much. We'll be back next month, of course, on News 95.7. Thanks for having me, Todd. You got it. Clinton Wilkins, and uh, check him out online, as mentioned. And thanks for listening here on News 95.7, Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. We'll see you next month.